This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Your word is sharper than any two-edged sword. And it cuts deep into my heart. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the Word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the show. In fact, a very special show. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas, and you've tuned in to The Word to Stand On for Life, normally a program dedicated to taking your phone calls and answering your Bible questions or questions about stuff going on in your life. But today we have seven very special, eight very special guests. i got to include Paula because she's special. She's got to. But uh, here to to um, share their hearts with you, our sweet summer devotion speakers. If you have any questions for the ladies, maybe you listen to their sweet summer devotion and would like to talk to them about it, uh, all you have to do is pick up the phone and dial 210-340-9585. If you're outside the local San Antonio area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. Numerically, that's 630 630- Five seven five seven. You can send questions in on our mobile app or our free Calvary Chapel mobile app, or you can uh, email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com. Ladies, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Paula, welcome to the show. <laughs> I already welcomed myself. <laughs> you were going to forget me. No, I'm no. one of these. You weren't. You're special. Yeah, okay. That's what I forget. She okay. tells me that. A whole bunch of times every day. Yeah, and I'm funny. And she's special. <laughs> yes. Uh, what, what we'll start to do first is just have you introduce yourselves. Uh, you can give us your whole life's background if you want to, whatever you want to do. So let's just start with Bumi, and then we'll move all the way around to Nicole. I am uh, Bumi Ogumola. I'm married, mother of two, uh, raised in Nigeria. Woo-woo. I'm Trish Dominguez. Um, I've been at Calvary Chapel for four year, three years now, and I have five children. Okay. My name is Tennille Smith, and I have three children. I've been at Calvary about three years now. Sweet. My name is Kim. Um, I'm 21. Uh, I'm going to school to be a teacher. I'm excited to be here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My name is Amber Hodge. Um, no, it's not. Uh-uh. it's not. Oh, you're right. It's Amber Vasquez. <laughs> I got married. <laughs> <laughs> I just got married, um, and I've been at Calvary um, Chapel for pretty much, I would like to say pretty much my whole life, yeah. almost my whole life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my name is Jenny Manuel. I am married. I have a total of six children between my husband and myself. Uh, we've been coming coming to Calvary for about two years, and before this Calvary, I was at a Calvary in my home state of Arizona as well. And my name is Nicole Moreno. I'm married, three kids. Um, we've been attending this Calvary Chapel since 2016. 
Okay, Nicole, why don't you keep the microphone, then we'll just head it go back <laughs> this way. Let's let's stop for a minute. We got a, a caller already, Lee on line one from San Antonio. Lee, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Hi, Pastor Ron. Uh, I have a question, and my question is this. Uh, my question is, in um, Proverbs, I believe it says, uh, For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And the question is, is there a law of attraction? A law? So what's the last word you said? A law of what? Attraction. Attraction. Yes. Um, Lee, honestly, I'm not quite sure what you mean by a law of attraction. Can you help me? A, a, a law of attraction, what I mean is like if we keep on thinking on, on one thing that is, that is in our heart, do we, do we attract that thing? Yeah, no. That's, uh, that's kind of, of, of prosperity theology. Uh, what, what, what Solomon is saying in, in Proverbs, remember, these are poems. These are uh, our thoughts put in poetic form. And, and what Solomon is trying to do is encourage us to focus, uh, I'll, I'll use Paul's words, on things above, not on the things of this earth. And that's where our fulfillment comes. But it's not one of those, if you can think it, you can be it, or you can do it type of things at all. Uh, so all, all he's saying is, is, is uh, again, the New Testament um, counterpart to that would be set your minds on things above. That doesn't mean we can think things into reality or even or even pray things into reality. It just means for you and for me, Lee, that if our focus is on Jesus Christ and him alone, then we're going to become more like him. Um, the psalmist David writes, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Um, but but it's his desires that are put into your heart. It's not that you can ask for anything you want or you can be anything you want. The best way to be what you are meant to be is to be able to pray all the time, uh, nevertheless, thy will, not my will be done. So, Lee, I hope that helps. Thank you very, very much. Let's get back to our ladies here. Nicole, you're going to be first. What was your first reaction when Paula asked you to speak in Sweet Summer Devotions? Um, I kind of had already had a feeling, and I felt like the Lord was already speaking to me to prepare myself for it. Um, so when Mama Paula approached me, I um, was a bit shocked. Um, why me? <laughs> but I'm glad that she did. I'm glad that the Lord told her, hey, ask her. <laughs> okay, more on that later. Jenny? For me, I was very honored. Um, I know God has told me uh, many times that I would speak uh, to women. And so when she asked me, I was like, oh, so this is how it begins. And course we always think that when it begins it's like oh this is it's going to begin and then the snowball effect and of course god doesn't necessarily work that way he can but usually he it's like okay i'm gonna get your toes wet and kind of tweak from there and but anyway so i i kind of expected it to happen eventually maybe not speaking at sweet summer devotions but speaking somewhere and so when she asked me i was like okay this is where god is moving me and so it was it was an honor to for god to choose me through mama paula amber and, Vasquez. And, Amber, remember your last name is Vasquez. <laughs> My name, yes. I mean, this, this was such a nerve-shattering thing for you to speak in summer devotion that you had to go get married yeah. afterwards for a whole new life. Pretty, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> when I, oh my goodness, when 
Mama Paula first asked me, I can't tell you how terrified the initial, there was initial shock and fear that I had. And I only say that because um, the months leading up to the time where Mama Paula had asked me, I felt the Lord working and moving in my life in mountains and waves. And the idea of articulating that and putting that into word or putting that and speaking it into a lot of people was terrifying. <laughs> but nonetheless, great. Yeah, and when you have to share with other people, this is what I'm going to do, it's like, uh-oh, now I'm committed. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because it's, it's good to, you know, see the things and um, experience the ways that God loves you. But sometimes talking about it is another it's another thing it can be very scary sometimes you know but it turned out amazing cool i loved it cool kim now before you start i feel so old because you just said you're 21 yes i'm 21 (laughs) i i I, I felt the same way when i when i watched your devotion and then you said you're 21 i'm thinking where did Mm -hmm. all the time go i know Mm -hmm. i don't know where it went (laughs) (laughs) um i felt i i think amber said everything was in my brain yeah she i was at first i was uh when I, paula asked me when i was doing the cleaning ministry so i was vacuuming and as soon as she asked me uh, i said yes and so there was no at, initial fear at the beginning and then i realized i was shaky while i was vacuuming from then <laughs> on so i think <laughs> i think um i was nervous and especially nervous um leading up to it like i genuinely told myself i couldn't do it but then I realized it's just like sharing your heart. And I know that God was moving, especially, I mean, always. But in that time, for sure, I, I knew the that I was growing closer to God and I was learning things about him. But also, like, learning my faults and all those things. So I was excited to share, but also nervous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Very cool. Captain? <laughs> Captain Tenille. <laughs> um, I'm aging myself here. That is too funny. Yes, people who say captain really tells off their age so you have to be born like in the 60s and below kind of much pretty much um but when miss paula had um came to me i was actually going out of the church and um it really i got nauseated and i was like oh my gosh i feel a little nauseated here um because at that moment i all i could think was i'm so unworthy but god you're so good thank you but really like it was it was it was more so um a moment of gratitude and it was just it was just like lord i feel for real like paul oh wretched man that i am mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. i'm so grateful mm-hmm. so the initial response was i told myself she was like well pray about it and i was like you know what if i think about it pray about it too long my <laughs> flesh is going to get involved i better say yes so to god be the glory <laughs> cool trish I guess a little bit of what everyone said there. I felt sick for a moment. I know that. I had that <laughs> moment. and uh, But I really honestly didn't see it coming. And so uh, I saw her lips moving. <laughs> but it's like was not connecting with my brain. And um, after I said yes, because I was shaking when I said yes, but I knew that saying no would be saying no to Jesus. So I said yes. But then afterwards, it really hits you. Mm-hmm. And then it just <laughs> begins from there. <laughs> yeah. so. Now, when you heard it, did you, would you want to be first or toward the end? When I heard that it was going to be me? Yeah. Oh, gosh. 
I was hoping that like Jesus would come. <laughs> <laughs> so the further down the line I was, more of a chance. Yeah. Very cool. Bumi, how about you? Um, I'll put it this way. After she asked me, the next, I don't know what look I got on my face, but the next thing she said was, you can't say no. <laughs> but just go home and think about it. You can say no. So I'm not sure what I would look like, but <laughs> I can't say this is the feeling. But by the time I got home, it started sinking in. And then I went into my usual mode of, okay, let me read the passage. This is what I'm going to say about the passage. This is how it's going to be. And then I texted her and I said, okay, I'm going to send it to you. (laughs) Because you have to review it. And then she came back with, which date would you like? (laughs) Which one of you was first, first to go? Was you, Nicole? Were you like the most nervous? Absolutely, yes. I was very nervous. I had no idea what was going on. (laughs) But I'm glad that the Lord intervened. Okay, Paula, before we go on, why don't you take a couple of minutes and and give our radio audience sort of a summary of what Sweet Summer Devotions is and how it came about so everybody will understand what the ladies were doing. Okay. I don't know how many years ago um, it has been, but it's like the Lord was saying, you know, when the summer comes, let's invite some of the other ladies to share their testimony. And so I, I kind of love telling the story because, you know, I went to Pastor Ron because he's the head of everything. And so I said, you know what? The Lord is telling me to have sweet summer devotions. And I already had the name and everything. And he's like, no, that's silly. Just keep teaching the Bible. I was like, I don't know. The Lord's kind of telling me. And so what happened? Tell the rest. Tell your part. Uh, I agreed right away. Move over, lightning go No, it's, it's just that the Bible study is so important here at Calvary Chapel. And, and we were doing Monday Night Bible Studies, and now she's bringing me this idea. And I just thought, that is so, and please, I don't, don't want to offend any of you. You know my heart. But that is so womany. <laughs> so girly. You know, yeah. And, 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 and then I thought, well, well okay, well, I'll pray about it. And I didn't even have to pray about it because the Lord said, just butt out. This is an idea I put in her heart. And Sweet Summer Devotions has been huge ever since for all those years so yeah you got me yeah yeah you know what I, I like telling that story because he's so smart you know I mean that's why God called him to be the pastor but every once in a while the Lord kind of gives me a little nugget too you know so that was one of mine so I like when he has to you know eat crow so so every year depending on how many weeks we have when school's over and a little break and uh, when school is going to start so this year we had eight weeks available so you know i'm praying and asking the lord every every year okay who would you have me ask to speak that's the most fun part because you know half the time it's like oh really you know i hope they don't hit me (laughs) kind of thing and so um but every year it's been i think the most fruitful other than the well the prayer breakfast the Pastor Discipleship Class, and Sweet Summer Devotions. For our church, Sweet Summer Devotions has united the ladies in a way that I don't think anything else ever could have. Um, Because as each one of you speak, the people listening and watching are saying, I didn't know that about them. You know, they, they don't have it all together. They weren't raised, all of you, in a Christian home. They've had issues and 
you know, that's why I say just tell you 20% of what got you to come to the Lord and then the 80% of what he's doing and has been doing. And you you have already probably felt, if not received, some other people coming to you saying, can you elaborate on your story? Because you only get like 40 minutes to tell it. You've lived a life. You don't have enough time to tell it all. But you get to tell the rest of the story and encourage um, people for years. We've had we've had people, because the uh, devotions are online, we've had people years down the road just happen to go to the website and listen to testimony and say, oh, my, because we get the reports. When I heard this, I had no idea that God could use something like that and it touches people's lives. So, But our church has really uh, been cemented, especially with the women. And that's a good thing. We don't have so much infighting because we're, we're open and vulnerable, and so can they be. So. You know, ladies, one of the, 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 the theme this year is the God who sees me from chapter 16 of Exodus. Genesis. Genesis, I mean. And, and um, um we know intellectually, all of us, that God sees everything. We can't hide from him. Um, but then you're asked to share your testimonies. And suddenly you're standing spiritually naked before people. And I so appreciate the fact that you were so real and so genuine. And the value for me as a pastor is we've got all these new people that are coming. And when they come in, and they look at you guys like you're out there, like you've got it all figured out, and you're the spiritual giants. And, and then they hear your history, and it gives them such hope. It gives them such hope. So who was nervous a little bit about being that kind of real in, in front of the, the body? Trish? No. More than the yeah. rest, Trish. Yeah. Yeah. Share your experience, was, Trish. Well, um... I didn't know what, I didn't understand what I would bring to the table because I really did feel that I just had nothing. I was, I feel like I'm a mess <laughs> most of the time. And, um, but going through this experience, going through the experience, like I was, I remember when Mama Paula first told me my date, the date that I had to go on, I was like, I have three months. And then I thought, I spent three months wondering <laughs> what I was going to say. So, you know, it's a double-edged sword, right? And um, But going through the process, God showed me so much about myself. And the more he showed me, the more I was just grateful to him. Because he showed me that he had already been preparing me before this date. Um, when Mama Paula approached me, I was blindsided. I, like just totally was thrown for a loop for a little while but then after that he just continued to work in my life in ways that I knew I knew clearly that it was him preparing me for what I was going to have to say mm-hmm. so you, you know I, I think when, when you said uh, I felt like I had nothing to offer you know the apostle Paul's name was changed from Saul to Paul yeah. and Paul means little and I think before any of us can be used by the Lord, we, we've got we've to be real about who we are. Mm-hmm. And the reality is when we get to that place where we're humbled, mm-hmm. where we can say, I, I am small, I have nothing to offer, that's when the Lord can speak through an empty vessel and, and, and he's been pretty effective at filling it up yeah. pretty much. Kim, um, the youngest one of the group, 
What was your response emotionally to all this? I think I was, I didn't realize, okay, I didn't realize I was being, when people talked to me after the Sweet Summer Devotion, they they, they were saying, ask, thanking me for being honest, but I, I just, um, I didn't realize, maybe I was too honest. <laughs> That's what I told myself. <laughs> uh, because, I mean, I, didn't, I guess it was good because I didn't realize how many people were going through the motions or tend to go through the motions like I, I talked about in my devotion. Um, so I don't. What was the question again? Just what do you what, what you know in in sharing your 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 story? Mm-hmm. Um, what, what were the things that affected you the most personally in preparation for it, and then oh. in giving it, and then any effects afterwards? Uh, like people coming to you and saying thank you for being so real. I love that I got like I had to make time to think critically about um, what God has done for me and the way my perspective of him has changed. Um, I had to sit there and, like, just be still and, like, truly think through all of the emotions Um, because I think it's really easy to have, like, surface level. Oh, yeah, God loves me, but, like, how does he love me? How do I love him? Um, What has he done for me? And, like, how has that affected my life? Um, So that was, I think that was the best part is just, having to sit there and, like, just close your eyes and, like, let God, like, just just think about God um, enough to like, be able to write, like, a whole essay about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very cool. <laughs> Tennille, you, um, I mean, it's clear, listening to your devotion, um, that you spend a lot of time in the Word. Um, you, you were way more comfortable up there than I thought you would be initially. But then you got really, really raw. I mean, you shared your story. You didn't hold anything back. What's, what's sort of afterwards, what have you experienced as a result of, of exposing yourself that way? Um, just like Kim, you don't realize until you actually have to revisit what God has done for you and you have to deal with those emotions and because a lot of times when we're going through certain things, you tuck them away and you're just like, okay, God is healing me. I'm, I'm moving forward. I'm moving forward. Because mm-hmm. you don't want to keep revisiting the past and open old wounds. And um, But as I begin to, as the good Lord allowed me to realize, like, he really has seen me. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, for me, it was it was like a new deliverance again. Like, a new found love for the Lord. Because I'm like, this is not religion. This is a relationship, Lord. You really have rocked me and cradled me through my whole life, even when I was angry and upset and I didn't see you. And But after all, people just like to know, you know, I never thought you would go. I'm like, you, you just don't know what people have gone through in life mm-hmm. and what God has brought people from. But the whole experience, revisiting those situations, mm-hmm. it, it was it was profound to see the hand of God on my life when I didn't even realize his hand was on my life. Mm-hmm. I like I like that you said you were you were that that night you were going to jail or you were going to church. <laughs> <laughs> Pastor Ron, that was a real moment for me. That's when 
I knew, um, and I even didn't even get to share, but I actually had told Miss Paula, the young lady that I had spoke with like five hours away, because there was a couple Calvary chapels when she told me. She said, they're loving people. Go to Calvary Chapel. I Googled Calvary Chapel, but there was a couple of them that came up. And I was like, uh, it's too many. But then I met the other lady on the job, and God knew I needed that specific. She said, Calvary Chapel on Pat Booker Road. And that night that I was going to go to jail, I said, if you are who you are, that church you told me about, because I didn't trust church people, you'll have somebody there for me. And I knew God saw me that day because he saved my life. Well, Tenille, we've got just two minutes before this half of the program is over. So tell the audience just a a very brief part of that testimony. You came, it was on a night when the church was closed. Well, actually, yes, the church was closed. Nobody was here. Actually, um, you guys had just ended prayer. And um, I actually was about to go make a bad decision in my life, um, in my flesh. And I was said, Lord, troubles to the front, church to the right. And I, by faith, (laughs) I turned to the right pulled in a parking lot. I said, if you're real, you'll have somebody there for me because you know my mind is made up to sin against you, and I'm done. And when I pulled in the parking lot, nobody was here. All the lights were out, and I, by faith, got up. I parked the car, and I looked through the window, and there sat Miss Pat. And I knew God was there. He saw me. And when I saw the theme, I cried. the theme alone ministered to me because my mind reflected on God really sees. Mm-hmm. He does. Can you all imagine how Hagar felt on that day, that worst day of her life, and then Jesus was there? Hey, we got a lot more on the other half of the break. If you have questions for any of the ladies, it's 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. This is the Date Day Edition of the Word to Stand Up for Life. We'll be back in two minutes. To the word to stand on for life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back to the second half of our Sweet Summer Devotion Ladies Date Day Edition show, 340-9585, if you have any questions for any one of the ladies. Jenny, I want to start off this, this uh, half of the program with you. Um, um, one of the ladies mentioned opening old wounds. Uh, your sweet summer devotion was um, real, so real. Um, talk about uh, opening old wounds. What did you go through emotionally? And, and what was it like to be that real with an audience of people that you are going to deal with every day? Well, the, the thought of dealing with everybody every day is it's one of those, well... They're either going to love me or I guess I'll be going elsewhere. And I knew I'd be loved, so it's okay. Um, I always know when I'm real, especially if God tells me, like, it's okay. I know that there's a purpose for it. I know that there's somebody else that either has gone through what I've gone through and they haven't healed. Or they have, maybe they, they're going through something or something similar to where God is using what I'm saying to minister to them. I will say that it did open old wounds, and it made me realize a lot of the 
things that I do now are a result of the traumas of my past, and it's not necessarily a good thing. Um, different triggers that I have, different things that make me get angry or get uh, sad or depressed or, or maybe even think things like I'm not loved or not accepted. Those, it, and revisiting my past, it's like, that's where that came from. That's where that started. And knowing where things start helps me to understand what is truth and what is lie. And so it's able, it, it made me able to say, so this, this is where this happened, and it started here. But all of this other stuff that has been told to me because of it, that's a lie. And so it's able, it makes me very much able to take those thoughts captive and make them obedient to Christ, which was pretty much the theme of my whole devotion. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something that God is definitely putting me through that test of, okay, let's see if you're going to take these thoughts captive too. And, and <laughs> But he's, I'm learning, I'm, I'm learning, and... Uh, it's something that, you know, our feelings can lie to us. And so I'm learning to listen to the thoughts that are associated with the feelings so that I can take them captive and learn where the truth is. But I, I, I've said many, many times um, over the past years that when we, when we break, we heal. But either we heal broken or we heal straight. And if we heal broken, the only way that we can be straightened is by re-breaking, like in a surgical sense. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of went through a re-breaking in order to heal straight so that I can be used better by God. I hope that makes sense. It, it the way makes, I yeah, it makes perfect sense. sense. You know, uh, a, lot of, a lot of the Christian walk <coughs> is sort of feeling like Humpty Dumpty. And, <laughs> and we, we fall and we break and Jesus puts us back together. We have a saying here at Calvary Chapel that people are the way they are for a reason. And um, the, 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 the freedom, and this is, I think, what came through in your devotion and yours as well, Nicole. I'm going to ask you this next. Um, um, we are the way we are for a reason, but we don't have to stay that way. Because Jesus has the answers. He's got a path laid out for us. And it's amazing when we find that path, uh, how free we really are. And all because of a God who not only sees us, but has walked with us all the way through um, that pain and those difficulties. Nicole, what about old wounds for you in this? Um, I have to agree with my sister. Um, everything... Um, that I thought I was healed from, I wasn't completely healed from. So I feel like going back to all the past traumas, all the things that I went through in life, it just helped me realize, okay, the Lord was with me. He was guiding me. He was holding me for a purpose because there was a few times where I could have lost my life and he kept me around for a reason. Um, So it healed quite a bit. I remember going through everything and typing stuff out and I remember constantly apologizing to Joel, my husband, um, <laughs> like, I'm so sorry for the things that I've done and I've said. And it really humbles you to a point to where it's like, okay, I really wasn't who I thought I was. And God created me to be so much more. So, yeah, it was a good, good experience. Thank what, you. What, what, kind, what kind of fruit um, mm-hmm. has, has evolved from your sweet and devotion, Nicole? Um, I've had several ladies ask me a lot of questions and approach me and say that they've been through quite a bit of the same that I've gone through. Um, So it helped to start relationships with sisters. Um, It helped um, me be a little bit more open with my kids as far as like questions that were asked um, with my husband, too. Um, yeah, they, they they all can go online and watch it. I know, I know. And they reminded me that all the time. <laughs> like, oh, we can go back and listen. <laughs> but um, 
Um, I serving everywhere that I serve. Um, it's just I feel a little bit more open to where I can share with people. I serve at Malta, so I get to be a little bit more open. Um, even being part of the cleaning ministry, there's people who stick around a little bit longer than normal, so mm-hmm. we get to talk and chat. Yeah, awesome. Nicole, you've actually given me shots. I have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not shots. I've drawn your blood, but yeah. yes. You drew me the blood. Yes. And it didn't hurt. Rumi, what about Thank you? you. <laughs> as, as in the aftermath of this, what kind of fruit have you seen? Uh, How is actually speaking um, change your walk with the Lord or, or open doors for you? On that day when, when I was coming down, for some reason I started getting extremely nervous as the time got closer and closer. And I got on the freeway and it was jam-packed. It was completely like we had to get off the freeway and start doing bad turns <laughs> just to get here. Um, but through it, through all of that, I was thinking in my mind, God, if, if this is really you and this is what you want, when I get up there, you're going to take over. And I got up there, and it was just complete calm. And then I knew. And even the things that I spoke about, I said earlier the first thing I did was write out my outline, what I was going to say. I threw that out. <laughs> wrote a second one and I took it up there and I thought okay this is how it's going to go this is what I'm going to say I think the opening was the only thing because I had to pick on Lucy was the only thing that I that was planned everything else just kind of started flowing and it is um Ultimately, it's when you have a head knowledge about something versus when you have a heart knowledge of what it is, Mm -hmm. right? So you hear people all the time say, oh, God used me and all that stuff. And like I said in my testimony, I never see myself as having a huge testimony. It's just I make choices. Um, But I can say that I prayed, God take over, and God took over. It was good. Yeah, yeah, I, was this this year was so. Um, I told Ron every time I came home, it's like, oh man, you need to listen to this. <laughs> you should listen to this. Did you watch it while it was going on? Because he can't watch it while it's going. On. But he listens to everyone, and it was just an amazing year. I love how the Lord picks different people, different walks, uh, different maturity. I just really enjoyed myself this year. It was good. <laughs> oh yeah, I. I Talk to the mic. I really enjoyed myself. Um, and thank you, girls, for all saying yes. Um, there were some looks. <laughs> but um, the, the, the audience grew every week, not just in numbers, but I think in a, a depth that they didn't know. Um, there was some weeks when I would go home, and I'm like, oh, man, shoot, I thought I had this part down, you know, kind of a thing. Convicted, Kim, you convicted everybody because in our walks, I don't care who you are, there's times when you are just going through the motions. I'm going to church. I'm serving. I'm loving on people. And yet that's, sometimes it gets to that place, that's just what I do. 
and not just not who I am. And Ron talks about, Pastor Ron talks about all the time, motives matter. Why are we doing the things that we do? Who for? You know, um, are, we, are we there to get a pat on the back? You know, you see how good Kim vacuums? Oh, girl. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh-huh. The first day I vacuumed, they vacuumed after me. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't mean to pick on you. I did not know that story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, actually, I want to talk about that because um, Pastor Ron was at, talking about, like, the fruit of the daily devotion. But honestly, even the next day, I had to remind myself of the things I was talking about the night before. Like, I was... Like, I, every single, like, the, even the day after, like, I, I felt those things that I set up there, and I, want, and, I, and I want to love God, but the next day, it's just like, I have to, I mean, I have to, to, like, deny yourself. the flesh again, yeah. and it's like, I just feel like, I'm a hip, like, even in the morning, I want to be a hypocrite, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I guess, I, every day, I have to choose God, so, um, even after the daily devotion, I still have to ask God for help and things like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. mature mm-hmm. and I guess, disciplined. I need to learn discipline. At, at 21, should Jesus tarry, you only have about another 60 years of that. <laughs> I mean, it, it, the, the God who sees us understands that about us. That's our human nature. That's the sin nature, the flesh in us. And Paul says in our flesh is no good thing. Um, um, Trish, you were, uh, out of all this group, you are probably the one that would like to be seen the least. Being, being by yourself, just serving faithfully, uh, with no attention at all. Uh, did the attention of it make you uncomfortable? Yes. After <laughs> It started with Mama Paula, because she saw me. So I, I still can't, you know, like... I didn't think that I was being seen. I thought I was. But when she sat me down, it was like, but I am so grateful because God has shown me so much. And like what Kim was saying, it just, I think I learned more about myself through this whole process than than maybe anybody out there. I'm just It's really hard to to figure out, Lord, what is it that you want me to say? And you have to have that relationship or you have to work on it even more to get those answers because my biggest fear was dishonoring God in anything that I said. Um, So that was really hard for me in knowing that everybody was going to be watching me. But like Boomi said... When I got up there, there was nothing. Yeah. No, I wasn't nervous at all. Mm-hmm. You could tell. And it was amazing. I and, and that's not me, obviously. Mm-hmm. Isn't, it, isn't it wonderful when you have that experience where the Holy Spirit actually takes over? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He says, "I called you. I've enabled you. I am with you. When in your weakness, I, I, I'm strong." And in the Q and A, and I, I want to emphasize that in the Q&A the ladies need to be there not just watching it online because in the Q&A oh shoot I might cry your mom your mom because she's 
been through all your stuff. And your sister was there, and your mom says, look at my precious daughter. She's, she's sharing and helping all of these ladies. Who doesn't want their mom to be proud? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That was amazing for me. Yeah, but you were calm as can be. I was like, look at God. It's, it was, yeah, absolutely. And that experience is amazing. Yeah. Amber, let me ask you a question, and then, then I want to ask a, a question for everybody to touch on. Uh, you were, I mean, I, I, I know, I've known you, your life. Um, you're going through a lot of stuff, you and your family. Mm-hmm. You were planning a wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get hit with the sweet summer devotion. How do you balance all of that? Oh, only with God. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, it was, honestly, I, and while the ladies were talking, I was thinking about it. The people who are chosen to do the sweet summer devotions, I feel like we get the benefit of it the most, you know, because it forces you to look back at your, at how God has been through, has been with you through all of the times and the struggles. And when, when, and I feel kind of embarrassed saying this, but when I was preparing through that time, I was it was requiring me to spend much more time with, I felt like I had to spend much more time with Jesus mm-hmm. so that I didn't either, you know, speak heresy or like say something in my flesh. So while preparing for the sweet summer devotion, it was allowing God to also, you know, put things into perspective I would be worried about, you know, juggling something that was going on with my family or picking out wedding flowers and also looking for somewhere to live. And I would then reflect on, okay, well, God's brought me this far. You know, he's not going to just, you know, leave me out in the water (laughs) and, and force me to make those decisions by myself. It was this overwhelming sense of sense of peace, and um, one thing that I cling to a lot is to help keep my mind steady. Is in the Bible when it when it says, "In His presence is fullness of joy." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I would any times where I found myself freaking out or worrying, I would immediately. Rem- <laughs> think in my head, okay, I'm not, you know, I'm not inviting Jesus to be here with me in this moment. So. Yeah, and, that, and that brings, that, that's important, I think, for all of us, because you said, uh, this forced me to spend even more time with Jesus. But I think on the other side of this, I think if any of you ladies have any comment about this, I'd love to hear it. Um, you think, well, that means I'm missing out if I'm not spending all the time with Jesus anyway. Because not only is the the presence of the Lord is 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 the with the joy of the Lord, and 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 the joy of the Lord is my strength. We ought to be smart enough to say, okay, well, I need to get up in the morning and run in the presence of the Lord. <laughs> but but this whole idea of the God who sees you, and and He knows sometimes when we got it on autopilot, we're just going through the motions. Um, how has that affected you as you uh, think about? 
this whole process of the Sweet December devotion. To Neil. Um, just like just like how everyone has said, you do kind of, you know, you get up and you're in a routine. You get up, you read your Bible, you spend time with the Lord because in reality, um, you do know that's where you have to be. That is under the shadow of the Lord. You really do know that is your safe place. But when life happens, you kind of just continue to go through motions and motions and motions. But um, I think for me... Um, just like everyone else, even though I've spent time in the Word, you know, and writing everything out, I said, okay, Lord, you have to help me and tell me and show me because you want to tell it all, but then you don't know what to tell. And then, you know, you want to, you know, God, you know, he's decent and he's in order. And, you know, because you always know, and I do feel like we go through all that we go through for other people, you know, just like all of our testimonies blessed each and every last one of you know other people i was blessed by all of you ladies but mm -hmm. the sweet summer devotion and um it does it makes you say okay father this is really where i'm at you know i i really have to reevaluate and revisit like mm -hmm. this is really where i'm at <laughs> <laughs> and you're like lord really truly but you still see me where I'm at. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's just been a blessing to be, I, mean, I have no other words. And even since then, even now, you are held accountable for what you get in front of people and you say. And, you know, it does make you want to do better and say, okay, Lord, before I, let me be a fruit finder. And let me just say, search my own heart, Lord, please help mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. And let me see. Mm -hmm. You know, ladies, our online numbers are through the roof on Sweet Summer Devotion Nights. And um, so many people out there. So let's start wrapping this up because time is, is running short. Um, just quick answers. And when I say quick, not just a few seconds, but, but whatever's on your heart. The God who sees me, and, and Nicole, I'll start with you because you said I had to go apologize to my husband. <laughs> and, and your kids and your kids and those things. So, so, so do you realize more, all of you, that, that after talking about what God has done in your life publicly. Uh, you're more aware of the God who sees you in those times when you're maybe a little fleshy and ought not to be. What's your experience, Nicole? Um, the answer is yes. And when I see myself or feel myself getting a little fleshy, I instantly apologize to him and tell him, well, you know, I'm sorry you did not create me this way. You created me to be better. So being better. Okay, say that word again. Be better. No, I'm instantly. Sorry. Oh, instantly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> <Be better. laughs> but yes, instantly. Because our flesh is stinky and it can stay stinky if we allow it to. But he nudges me and tells me, remember what I put you through. And remember what I've, you know, holding your hand this whole time. Thank you for your transparency. Jenny, what about you? We're down to four minutes. so we're um, After the Sweet Summer Devotion, for me, it was more God saying, do you believe what you said? And having to go back and remember, like, this means I spoke, you know, the, the things that I said, I spoke them to the other women, but I had to remind myself that it's, it's true for me, too, mm -hmm. that I am his masterpiece, just like all of the other women here are, that I, I am seen by him, and not just seen in that moment for that time, but I'm seen still now, and even when I'm down and when I'm low, and I think, 
you know what, God really doesn't see me. He doesn't really love me. He's got his back turned toward me or something. He'll still, he, he, he waits for me to shut up. And then he finally says, <laughs> okay, now that you're quiet, mm-hmm. let me remind you what my word says, mm-hmm. that while you were still, still a sinner, mm-hmm. that is when I died for you. I loved you so much mm-hmm. that I died for you then. So nothing you do now is ever going to change that. And that's, that's kind of been the thing that's been most now. But it's basically, do you believe what you said? Does it fit you? Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you, Jenny. Right. Amber, real quick. Yes. Um, short answer, yes. <laughs> I feel like um, after doing the Sweet Summer Devotion, it really encouraged me because it allowed me to look at, well, this is when God protected me all throughout my life. So going forward, um, I'm one who worries a lot. So in those times where I'm just really kind of just, you know, off my rocker just worrying about every single little thing um i think back to my sweet summer devotion and think okay god sees me then he sees me now so you don't worry anymore i do (laughs) (laughs) i do kimberly i was just gonna say um i'm just from everything that happened with miss yomada like god putting me on miss yomada's heart um to tell me that you know she saw that i was going through the motions that that always that always like I always have to remind myself of that. Um, I just know I'm the prodigal son and that um, God loves me anyway. Yeah, praise the Lord. Kind of same like everybody. Just It has just changed my life. That's it. And God is just faithful. And he does see us no matter where we are. It's so, great to be used, huh? Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. Trish? This, the same as everybody. Um, God changed my life through this process. And... I don't feel any more confident about speaking in front of people, but I know that God has (laughs) She already told me this was the one time. (laughs) (laughs) That God has this, and he sees me, and that means all the world to me. Cool. Boomy? The only thing I would add to that is the God who sees me also sees other people because the things that I spoke about, there were things in there that I didn't plan to say, especially talking about my mom. And then seeing how that ministered to other people, it's like what you go through, when you share that, yeah. it can help other people as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. very yeah. cool. In fact, your testimony, I, I sent you a, a text from a lady who, she and her mom had been estranged for a very long time, but just opened that door with your testimony and they were able to speak for five hours. Hey, we're, we're out of time really quickly. Did you all watch yourselves afterwards? Yes. Yeah. yes. All of you did? <laughs> you didn't, Jenny? I did not. Okay. <laughs> I, I usually do because I want to go back and critique myself, but this time I was like, no, that's 40 minutes. I'm good. No. Nope. Here's your homework. Watch yourself. Did you, Nicole? You did? Okay, you watch it. Hey, thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to The Word of Stand Up for Life. Lord willing, I'll be here tomorrow at 4 o'clock on AM630 The Word. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapel's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Calvary.